Welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word, with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and I'm here with my co-host, Allison Mayberry, and this month we're talking about relationships, and in this episode, how to deal with toxic relationships. The scripture for this episode is taken from Philippians 2, verse 5, which I love this verse. I keep coming up to this verse in my time with the Lord. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. This is a high standard, but Mm -hmm. so necessary to have the mind of Christ in our relationships with others. But Allison, when relationships turn toxic, it can be so hard. Okay, so I'm sure most of our podcast listeners are women, and they all probably just thought of somebody (laughs) or some situation that they have been through. Because unfortunately, as women, most of the time, we react to things, Mm. right? Instead of pausing, praying, and then I always tell my kids, purposefully speak. Uh, Sometimes we tend to just speak without thinking, and we have lots of friends, or people that we were friends with mm-hmm. that tend to do that as well. And so I'm sure a lot of people will absolutely relate to this podcast today. Right. And a lot of it just has to do with that word offense. And yeah. we'll get to that later. But So we did a couple of podcast episodes with an author friend of mine, Mary DeMuth, about a year and a half ago on her book, The Seven Deadly Friendships, How to Heal When Painful Relationships Eat Away at Your Joy. Mm. The main takeaway for me was what we do that causes, what we do that causes toxicity in our relationships. We can draw certain people in our lives without realizing it, and we need to recognize this. But in this episode, we will talk about recognizing toxicity in our relationships, whether caused by others or ourselves, and how to handle it. Also, an FYI, Mary DeMuth has a quiz you can take that helps to figure out why we attract certain toxic people into our lives. If you find that you keep having a pattern that way, uh, and I'll have a link for that in our show notes on our website, but real quick, it is bit.ly slash deadly friendships. It's crazy because I think we're very quick to blame other people. And I love how you said that sometimes we invite it in, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't even realize it. The other thing too is lots of times when something is eating away at our joy or we're bitter about someone else, I would probably, someone's going to look it up and tell me the percentage is wrong, but I would probably (laughs) say like 60, 70% of the time that other person has no clue, Mm -hmm. has no idea whether they've wronged you or they've hurt you. Um, We know that there are people out there that do hurt with the intent to scar, but sometimes they have no idea and you're walking around and you're holding on to that. Mm. And that other person is living. They're having the fruit of joy. They're living their life, not even realizing that you're there carrying it. So sometimes you really have to sit down and you have to look at these relationships and figure out, okay, how do I let this go? Because God always says when we say that we forgive it's hard to say forgive and forget, right? God doesn't say that he never remembers our sin, but he chooses not to. So mm. we need to do the same thing. He says that once you say, I'm, you know, I repent and you ask for forgiveness, you are forgiven. You are never to bring that up again, right? And yet here on earth, how many times, even with our husbands or with our friends, 
do they offend us in a certain way? And we put that little pebble on our shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then the next time it happens, we put another little pebble on our shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then when the pebbles start to fall, we say, well, do you remember when you did this, 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 (laughs) and this? And you can't do that. If you're going to live a life of Christ and you forgive somebody, wow, I am convicting myself Mm -hmm. right this very moment. But when you say, I forgive you, you have to move forward from it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's really hard and you still end up in these toxic relationships. Yes. So good. What is that one phrase that talks about um, when you're bitter, you're, you're someone else's, let's say you're drinking the poison and expecting someone else. Uh, yes. I've heard that before <laughs> of like the results to be somewhere right. else. Yeah. So it's hard to deal with toxicity in our relationships, Denise. Sometimes it seems easier to not even deal with it by staying in toxic relationships is harder than doing something about it. So true. There are several reasons why it is hard, I think. Number one, we don't see our own issues. (laughs) We see everybody else's. It's easier to see their problems. And number two, we grow comfortable with our own dysfunctionality. It's our norm. It's how we roll. Um, And number three, we don't know how to stop toxic patterns. Absolutely. And toxicity is sin and it's deceitful. It seems so hard to get back to a healthy relationship when unhealthy patterns have gone on for such a long time. And that's that's a hard thing right there. You start that unhealthy Mm -hmm. pattern and it's hard to get out of it because you become comfortable. Yeah. And fear can keep you bound there too. So true. So how do we deal with toxic relationships? We will share five main toxic problems we can encounter in relationships and how to deal with them biblically. Number one, controlling relationships. Hmm. This is where one of the people in the relationship tries to control the other person. The other person can enable that behavior or struggle to be set free from the behavior. We see an example of this in scripture when David's older brothers wanted to keep David in his place, controlling and minimizing him. But David called it out. This is 1 Samuel 17, verses 28 through 30. But when David's older brother, Eliab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway? He demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. What have I done now? David replied. I was only asking a question. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. I love that verse. I love those verses. And I like that David does not just cower. He calls it out and then goes and asks someone else when he realizes he is not accepted by his own brothers. Controlling relationships are hard to overcome. Yeah, and it can really be either. It can be manipulative behavior. Like you don't, it may not be outright controlling. So in my former marriage, there were a lot of controlling tactics, Mm -hmm. sometimes even spiritual abuse to control. Like I was not a good submissive wife if I did not always agree with him. God revealed that the controlling was often hidden, which made it difficult to recognize. And controlling behavior can be stopped when we don't allow it anymore. Point it out like David did. You know, I mean, and I'm not saying you have to be like real disrespectful or whatever, but you, you can stand firm and you could say, I'm no, you know, I'm not going to be treated like that. Do not fight with them. Refuse to let their controlling behavior influence you. Absolutely. Sometimes you need to remove yourself from the situation if someone is unrelenting. 
Strong personalities make it hard to stand up to, but God can enable us to. When we communicate truth with grace, we can stand up to abusive, harsh treatment and refuse to be a participate in it anymore. But you know, even though some people say just to get out of those relationships, it's not easy. No, it's not easy at all. And sometimes you have to leave relationships that are dangerous. Like in your case, um, I also have a friend that had to do the same thing and you watch them go through that and it's really hard. Sometimes you have to stay in that unhealthy relationship and do the hard work. Back to David and his brothers, they were also negative and had a critical spirit. Mm. This can be so hard to be around, right? We can be discouraged and believe their assessment of us, but when we speak truth to their lies or harsh assessments, we diffuse that impact. We Mm. might speak the truth to our own souls and not to them because they just don't get it. Yeah, that's so good. I, the critical spirit is a hard one. It can mm-hmm. crush people, and I've seen that. Um, and it's really shaming. Absolutely. Shaming loses its power when we acknowledge our weaknesses. You know, that's one thing I have just I keep coming back to. I'm not enough. I am weak, but he's strong. There's I love this Bible verse. I love it. Yeah, and so like Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. Paul sounds like he was in some toxic, dysfunctional relationships to me, but He knew he had skeletons in his closet too, but even there, he proclaimed Christ as his sufficiency, not his own strength. And I love that. And I love where you say, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, Mm -hmm. in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. Where else would somebody actually say that they're going to boast gladly about their weaknesses? Yeah. And you think about it, when you are weak that is when Christ is the closest to you. And instead of using fear to get you away from Christ, you need to use fear to draw you to Christ. Mm, Yeah, reverence of the Lord too. Absolutely. But you know, you can almost hear some people say delight. I know, I know. Like you should have a sarcastic tone. Yes, (laughs) it's true. Well, and think about that. Are, Are we like crazy Christian people because... Think of situations that you've been through. Think of situations that I've been through. And yet we are still sitting here. We're sharing our innermost secrets with the world and wanting to say, we want to tell you what we've been through to promise you that in the darkest times that you go through, God is there. There is light at the end of the tunnel. When you are in that fire, he is there with you. When you are in that water and think you're going to drown, he's going to be the hand that lifts you up and gets you out of there. And for me, it's just one of those things of, I do think sometimes people that don't have a relationship with Christ think you're crazy when you say, you know what, all of this bad stuff happened to me. But look at these amazing blessings that I have that are all around me. And that's what you need to keep you going. Because when you're a woman, and I'm sure there's men that are in toxic relationships also, but I'm just saying as a woman, if you're a woman and you're in these toxic relationships, they can be deadly for some women. Mm. And you've Mm -hmm. got to know these signs and you've got to be able to help yourself to get out of them. But you know, to delight, back to that word, I can't get away from it. I'm just thinking on it. It's 
Why do we delight in our weaknesses? Because it removes the pressure. Mm. It's not dependent upon us. It never was. We could never achieve our own righteousness. Mm -mm. And so when we realize we have weaknesses, there's, oh, thank you, God, for revealing that to me. Let me stop striving in the flesh. That's why we delight in it. And no matter what the problems are that we have in our relationships, God can help us to relate to one another. The perfect holy God brought us back to himself. He can help us to expose sin and dysfunction as we seek to do so in a redemptive manner, not an accusatory manner. For we know that we can also have our toxic moments. Absolutely. The raw truth is that how we function in our relationships is a witness to those that are around us. The radical grace is that God can heal toxic relationships when we walk in wisdom and grace. And the real hope is that even when relationships turn toxic, God is able to heal us. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. 